We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Okay, everyone, I am here with Rip Griffin of the Rip Griffin Show and huge Astros fan, but also does a lot of work reporting on the Astros and uh, we're, we're in the stretch run of baseball season here, and uh, we thought it would be great for two Jackson or Slub to uh, you really be able to focus in on the teams that are going to make it to the postseason. The Astros are one of those teams that, uh, because of their division, there's you know, no real race. They're, they're going to be in the postseason. It's just a matter of seeding at this point. And uh, actually, Rip, you and I uh, offline, we were just talking about that, and I think that's a good place to start. Uh, this season's certainly not over the regular season for the Astros at this point, they have a chance, a fighting chance to get that one seed. How do you, how important do you think it is to get that knowing that the team that you could be playing could be one of those teams from the AL East, either the Yankees, the Red Sox, or the Jays? Right. Yeah. The American League East is going to be with those three teams. It's, you don't know who's actually going to be vying for that, uh, that wild, that second and first wild card spot. So right now, the Astros are currently, you know, the number two seed uh, slated to play the Chicago White Sox as they just won their division yesterday. But the Astros have a schedule that kind of plays into the favor where they could actually run away and be the number one seed. They play Oakland this weekend. And then next week, they play Tampa Bay in Houston, you know, where they basically and they have excelled. Uh, at home this season, they're about uh, 48 and 20. I was looking at the record this morning, but they've played better, obviously, at home, and they've had a pretty good road record as well. But they're going back home to finish the season, and Tampa Bay is coming in. They're only three games out of that number one uh, seed behind the Tampa Bay Rays that sit at 94, 94 and uh, 59, I think, is their record right now. So definitely uh, a lot of things that kind of have take, that would take place in the next week, the next uh, nine games that are left on the season. So the Astros definitely have, uh, they're playing for a number two right now, but they're in the driver's seat to play for a number one seed. And if that's the case, they, they could match up against uh, probably, uh, I'm sorry, your Yankees will probably miss it. That's just my my opinion, though. But between the Red Sox and, and uh, Blue Jays, and uh, the, Red, the Astros played the Red Sox pretty well at home uh, this season. Uh, they played the Blue Jays pretty well when they were in Buffalo and also at home as well. So uh, two different scenarios. It would be a, a pretty uh, – the story would be pretty good 
if they were to match up with the Blue Jays, especially with George Springer, who is now with the Blue Jays after he left this past offseason. So definitely a lot of different scenarios, a lot of different things that can kind of take place with this team as we get closer to uh, game 162. The interesting thing I think about this Astro season is in the past, you've had you know, pretty big names on your staff in terms of pitching. You've had Justin Verlander, Garrett Cole, even Charlie Morton back when you won the World Series. And Verlander has been out almost all season. And, you know, it seems like they've done all of this in spite maybe being able to patch it together or uh, just because maybe the bias that, that I have up in New York doesn't uh, get the coverage for the Astros. But, um, you know, how, how are they doing it from a pitching perspective? I mean, everyone knows the offensive names. They're still there, Bregman, Altuve, Correa. Um, but how are they doing it from a pitching perspective this year? Well, pitching has been, for the most part, it's been pretty well this season. Uh, Grinky's kind of had his struggles uh, since he came back off the COVID IL. Uh, Jake Odorizzi, I, I'm, I'm still on the fence with Odorizzi. Uh, he got that late start when he was signed with the Astros during spring training. He's kind of had shown you know, flashes of, of greatness and his, his pitching and his outings, his quality starts. But he's battling some injuries. He's been on the, on the I.O. a couple of times, done some rehab uh, assignments down in, in Triple H Sugarland. Uh, but for the rest of it, I mean, Luis Garcia is a guy that is uh, a rookie of the year candidate, in my opinion. He's just what he's been able to do on the field, on the mound. Uh, you know, Alex Bregman, Carlos Correa are two guys that have been in full support of him winning the, the rookie of the year. Um, he's a guy that a lot, not a lot of people know about. Luis Garcia. He's a guy that started his career, obviously, in the low A minor leagues, but then made the jump to the, the Astros last season in the postseason. So he never did, never had to stop at double A, never had to stop at triple A. And he's come on this season, and as the season has progressed and as his starts, he's gotten better. His ERA right now is sitting around on 3.13, I believe. Uh, he's over 10 wins for this season. He's definitely, you know, and the unique thing, if you haven't had a chance to watch him, is his wind-up and his, his delivery. He does his little rocker dance. Um, that kind of gets the mojo going for him. He's a pitcher that goes out and has fun. You can see it on the field, always smiling. So it's definitely, he's definitely fun to watch. Fernando Valdez has been a guy that has come on this season. That is, uh, I think that he has the capability to be a number one starter in the next two, maybe three seasons. Maybe next season. It depends how uh, his offseason goes. But he's a guy, a good lefty. He's got good bite on his curveball. Uh, it's nasty, wicked. Um, he's, he's one of those players that he likes to have fun. He kind of did some things during the offseason. You know, kind of got his mind right. He was kind of a little off balance as far as his, uh, his mindset, his mentality as uh, when he was pitching. So got back on track with that. He's been having fun. Um, another guy in the rotation, obviously, is Lance McCullers Jr., who the Astros just re-signed uh, prior to the season. Uh, so he's uh, going to be with the team for the next five years. He's come on great. He's got great stuff as well. So I see this rotation kind of shaping up. On you, and you can't forget about Jose Ukidi as well. He spent some time on the I.L., but he's one of those pitchers that will give you good quality starts. And I think that's, as we get closer to the postseason, that's where a lot of that you know, quality, quality start. That's what we're, we're going to start to see with the Astros. So 
that's going to be key depending on who they face. But starting pitching has, has been there for the most part pretty well this season. And I, again, you know, I, I don't know if it's, um, you know, just they've been around a while and everything that's obviously happened. But, you know, the offense still bangs. But I feel like they're maybe doing it in a different way than what we were accustomed those first few years, you know, 2015 to 2019 or so. Uh, but, you know, how's the offense putting it together? I think there's been some players who've rebounded uh, quite a bit, you know, had had a rough year last year with everything that went on uh, both uh, with the organization, but also with COVID. Um, so talk, give us, a, you know, the lowdown in the offense. How are they getting it done? How are they leading the league again, you know, in terms of offense? Right. Well, if you look at the Astros, they're, they're a team that is very patient at the plate. They're very, they're very selective with their pitches. They're not afraid to... Uh, work a, a count to three and zero, oh, and then wait for their pitch and work that count back to, to three one three two, because they're they're going to make the pitcher's pitch, and that's that's their bread and butter right there. And, you know, you talk about guys like Carlos Correa, for example, who's been very, uh, very, uh, he's excelled in the postseason. There we go, and his his numbers are phenomenal in the postseason. He's always coming through. I mean, this lineup from, from one through nine is, is fantastic. Um, now, Michael Brantley right now is out. Uh, he's on the IL with injuries. So he's been kind of uh, you know, non-existent. But, you know, the Astros are, are deep enough within their, their lineup that they can put up runs that are ranked second in the league right now, run differential with the I think it was a plus 200 or something. Um, behind them is uh, the Rays and the Dodgers. So. Uh, they kind of fit into that category that they will put up runs and they will put up runs fast. And it's just a matter of being selective with their with their pitches and being patient, making pitches work until they make a mistake. And that's where the Ashes are going to beat you. Is uh, you know they're they're not a team that's accustomed to jumping to uh, on the first pitch. You know, normally we saw that with George Springer because he's usually a first pitch kind of guy. But uh, Jose Altuve has been a guy that's been. Uh, a light at the top of that lineup. Um, he kind of took that number one leadoff spot when George Springer left. But and then, you know, then of course you got Alex Bregman, who's been on the who's on the IL for pretty much the entire entire summer. He's coming back. He'll start to start looking here pretty soon, which he already has. Um, it's just a matter of him, you know, just keeping it going. Uh, and you know, Dusty Baker resting him whenever he needs to, he needs it. But for the most part, I mean, this lineup, Yuli Gurriel has been a guy who's batting over 300. Been very patient at the paint, uh, at the plate, drawing lots and lots of walks, which is something we're haven't really seen him in the past, but he's drawn more walks this season, which has been great. So uh, this offense can definitely do it. You just got to be prepared because if not, if you make a mistake, then they're going to capitalize on it. So let's play a little game here. Uh, the Astros – you know, from your perspective, and you follow them obviously very closely, the Astros are at their best. Like, what is the best version of their Astros? What do they have to be doing to get as far as they can in October? Well, I think it's just a matter of uh, playing their style of baseball, uh, not deviating and, and from the norm. It's uh, waiting on your pitches, being selective, uh, you know, letting the pitchers pitch. They've got a de- the pitchers have a defense behind them, especially with Bregman, Altuve, uh, Correa. So it's just a matter of just just have fun, just go out and play your game. This team is built to win. When uh, when Jeff Lunau 
what started building this this team and before he left, this team is built for the future. They've made a lot of great, a lot of great signings, a lot of good things. Um, one of the things that uh, you know, definitely the pitchers need to be able to get deep into the games. I think uh, the bullpen has been kind of shaky as far as uh, relieving, but Dashos did go out and made a few key signings and trades at the trade deadline to kind of help bolster the bullpen. I think it's going to be one of those things that bullpen is definitely going to be the key in the postseason. Uh, but other than that, I mean, this, this team is, like, like I said, they just need to just stay their course and just play their game, do what they do best, and the rest will take care of itself. And now that you've got to see almost the full regular season at this point with Dusty Baker at the helm, what are your impressions on him as a manager? Are you impressed with what he's done and um, – you know, just kind of get us up to speed. Cause again, I think this is flying under the radar a little bit and, you know, may, may get more attention as the postseason goes on, depending on how far the Astros get. Right. You know, when Dusty signed on uh, with the Astros last season, I always was, was great. He was the perfect man for the job. And he's done very well with the Astros this season. And he did last season as well. I mean, coming into a team that really he, probably was familiar with on the outside, but to actually see these guys in action every day, it makes this job a little bit easier. Uh, it's just a matter of all these guys are doing so well, it's hard to, to set the, the lineup the way he thinks it should be. There have been some instances this season where maybe he's taking out a pitcher too soon or taking out a pitcher too early or excuse me, too late. Um, but for the most part, Dusty's done great. He's Especially these last, uh, you know, ten games or so, he's definitely got the, the lineup working in his favor. The bullpen has has come into its own element too. But uh, you know, like I said, D- Dusty's been great. Dusty's been um, always so positive when you hear his post game conferences. Um, you know, he'll he'll give it to you. He'll tell you straight up. You know, but um, you know, D- Dusty is a guy that uh, very old school but he'll still embrace the analytics and still uh, try to follow that the best he can. But uh, I really think this team is set up to win this season. This team has a lot of the resemblance of 2017 minus the trash cans. We'll leave that out there. But, um, you know, Dusty is, is wanting that World Series championship. And he's, he's in the driver's seat with a great team with the great front office that has uh, definitely, definitely done uh, things the right way and, and have thought about uh, as far as um, player personnel, uh, development, things like that, but really give Dusty the chance to, to manage the game. And uh, I really hope that he's able to, to get that World Series ring that's alluded to him for so long. Yeah, I mean um... – I wish it was with a different team, but it would be a cool story <laughs> for, for Dusty. He's obviously been a great ambassador for the game and has uh, certainly put his time in. He's been close a couple of times to getting that ring and uh, 2002 World Series comes to mind and, um, you know, with, with uh, the Giants. But I think, um, you know, Dusty's great. And, you know, I'm curious in relation to that, you know, is there any motivation you think, uh, with the Astros organization to 
you know, kind of feed off of the the negative energy that maybe some fans have toward the at least the on-field players, right? Maybe not the whole organization, but um, because of everything that happened with the trash cans, I don't know exactly what the, the phrase is that we should be referring to it at this point, but uh, do you think they feed off that in any way? Or do you think we're far enough away plus COVID that that's not even really a thing that they think about on a daily basis anymore? Oh, I, I guarantee they hear it on a daily basis. Um, they, the game that was in Los Angeles, it was two nights ago. You can actually hear the, the fans booing and yelling cheater cheater and it seemed like every time that was happening the Astros would make a big time play uh, Marwan Gonzalez is the, the play that comes to mind when the crowd was heckling him so much but then he pops a grand slam and so these guys have definitely have fed off that if they know the the light is on them uh, they very embrace the negativity because it just gives them more fuel and I really think that from an opposing uh, player franchise, uh, play, an opposing player, uh, when they're at home and their fans are doing that, it kind of gets into their head as well. Like from from a pitcher, you hear the boos and you think, "Oh man, well they're booing at me," but no, not really. They're booing and dash those hitter. And I think that kind of has an adverse effect, a reverse effect on them. So that plays into the Astros' favor as well. But you know, this team. It, is embracing it head on. You know, they're not uh, trying to, you know, stray away from it or anything. They're, they're, they're taking the boos and taking the jeers, all the negativity that's come with it and turning it into interrupt production, which, you know, at the end of the day, it's, you got to score more runs than the other person. So I think, uh, I think they're embracing this fine. Yeah. At the end of the day, it's still baseball. Still right. To exactly. Be able to go out there and play. So, I totally get that. I know there's uh, obviously as we record this, there's still a few things as we talked about earlier in the conversation that need to happen, but um, I don't know if you're prepared to make some type of prediction for the Astros at this point, but I'd love to hear, you know, at least what your thoughts are, you know, how deep you think they can get this October. Well, it's going to be fun to watch this team in action. Now, if the schedule were to, or the season were to end today, of course, they will be playing the White Sox in the, in the AODS. The White Sox uh, have struggled on the road this season. When the Astros played the White Sox at home, they uh, they swept the White Sox four games to none. And then when the Astros went to Chicago, they lost three games, uh, two games to three. So the final overall record uh, was five to two. So the Astros have definitely uh, had the White Sox number. The White Sox really haven't played well on the road this season. Of course, they've got uh, some other things that are happening with them as far as their bullpen since they signed uh, Craig Kimball. You know, Carlos Rodon is, may not be on the postseason roster. Dallas Keuchel is playing for a roster spot. So that kind of plays into the Astros' favor as far as how their rotation is set up with, to face the, uh, the White Sox. But, uh, you know, if that were the case, I can see them making it a deep run into October. ALCS, of course, uh, baseball reference put out something today or yesterday. The Astros have uh, a 17.4% chance to win a World Series, which actually surpasses the Dodgers. So wow. that's, uh, that, that's exciting to, uh, to see as well. And of course, I mean, if, if they play the, the Red Sox or the, or the Blue Jays or even the Yankees, if they, if they, 
you know, that wild card situation is still up for grabs. But they play better against above 500 teams. And that's where your October baseball is going to come. It's your best against best. And I think that's this team is set up for October. We, we saw it last season. Even though they had a sub-500 record, they get all the way to game seven of the ALCS. So uh, I put out an article that actually I predict the Astros to make the World Series. I think that's uh, if they get past the Rays, which, you know, the Rays have, uh, they did go on a little losing streak earlier this season. But I think it'll be a good matchup. I think the Astros can, can beat the Rays and it's the World Series. So I think they'll be your American League representative. Yeah, and I think there's something to be said, you know, like you were alluding to with, um, you know, playing well against top-notch competition. You know, you see this, um, well, you know, Yankee fans talk about the dynasty years a lot. And, um, you know, you see you see that. But, uh, you know, I think the, the bigger thing is like the consistency to get back to the playoffs, you know, year after year. Uh, the Tigers did that for a long time with that core when they had Miggy and uh, Verlander was was a Tiger and they were um, they made their run to the World Series even though they didn't win one. Um, so I could definitely see them making a deep run. They're obviously talented and uh, as we talked about with Dusty, have a great manager leading the way. Uh, Rip, uh, you do a lot of work uh, writing, podcasting, uh, everything you know involved with baseball and especially the Astros. Can you tell our, uh, people who are listening here where they can find you and uh, how they can follow your work? So you can follow me on Twitter. I'm at Rip Griffin too. Uh, I am the host of the Rip Griffin Show. It's a baseball podcast. You can follow that on uh, at Rip Griffin Show. Uh, usually we try to do a show uh, once a week, but I've been covering some, some minor league games the past week and a half. So I've uh, been kind of putting the, the podcast. Uh, I was hoping to have a player interview last weekend, but uh, he got called up to the Astros. So um, I was hoping, yeah, so, but I mean, that's the nature of the game, but uh, you can follow the show at River and Show. Uh, I am an Astros writer for Overtime Heroics, so um, you can find all that at OvertimeHeroics.net. And then I'm also working on a, a website for, I do cover uh, the Houston Astros affiliate, the Sugarland Skeeters, which is the AAA. And I also do cover the uh, Round Rock Express, which is the affiliate of the uh, Texas Rangers. So, um, you can, I'm working on a website right now that's going to kind of uh, tie that in together uh, probably starting next season. So uh, a lot of work, a lot of writing, a lot of media coverage at, at throughout baseball, but it's all been fun. I'm not going to I'm not gonna turn it away because uh, I truly love this game. Baseball is a great game. Uh, so uh, it's fun to cover the sport that you love and, and, and try to, uh, you know, put stuff out there that people enjoy to read. So. Yeah, absolutely. And I love supporting people who are just as passionate about this game. I love this game as well. And uh, whether you're a fan of the Astros or whatever team that you follow, minor league baseball, independent, it's indifferent to me. I, I love baseball. So give the man a follow. We'll put that information in the show notes. Uh, Britt, best of luck to your Astros this postseason. If they happen to match up against the Yankees at any point, we'll definitely get you back on to talk a little bit more in detail about that. Absolutely. Well, I appreciate it.